What's up, guys? It's Josh. We've got a bit of a different episode on the podcast today. I was not able to be on it. I've been on jury duty all week, so Ben took the reins, handled the show, and uh, I think made a banger of an episode. So he's talking about some guys that have been rising up our collective rankings that uh, you know we're starting to take shots on in drafts coming up this season. But before we get into that, I've got one quick thing I want to throw at you. Um, We've been working on our Patreon, uh, and that is going to be one of the links. Wherever you're listening to the show, there's going to be a link. It's going to say support the show on Patreon. Click on that. That'll take you there. But one thing we've done is as of right now, today, wherever you're listening to this, if you go on there, you'll get our tiered rankings and the cheapest uh, tier on Patreon, $2 a month. One, that shows us that you enjoy... Uh, the content we've been putting out here on the podcast and on Instagram. But two, it's a phenomenal way to support the podcast and what we're doing here. We're going to be putting in there over the next week optimal players to draft by round uh, and also full projections for every NFL team so that you can kind of take those projections and add that to one to be one extra tool in your tool bag as you're going into drafts. Uh, and preparing for your fantasy season. So click on that link, go check out our Patreon. There's a bunch of different tiers in there. We answer a lot of questions, do AMAs, but you can also get um, some draft resources for your fantasy season. So that's enough for me, uh, and I will let Ben take it away on this episode. This is this is a football podcast, man. Meet football good man we talk football we eat burgers <laughs> welcome back into another episode of the fantasy brothers i am your host ben watts josh johnson is out so this will be the first time that i'm doing a solo episode First time really ever doing a podcast by myself anyway. Feels a little weird. Uh, but hey, fantasy football season is just around the corner. We are so, so close. I cannot wait. So the show must go on. And NFL doesn't stop. So we can't stop. There's a lot to go over. Um, we're going to just do kind of a little, probably a little shorter episode today. I'm just going to kind of go over some players who are kind of rising up of our rankings guys who like just the past few weeks for they've you know really impressed in preseason and i get it a lot of it is preseason but you know i like them they're moving up they're in great situations so we're kind of kind of see and talk about you know some of the stuff i think is going to go really well for them soon and yeah let's get into it first we're going to start off with a little bit of news kind of some preseason camp stuff going on just kind of seeing What's happening out there? Um, starting off, Michael Carter is running with the ones. Brees Hall is running with the twos. I thought it was interesting reading it because, um, I mean, anybody who's ever watched any, if you've watched one of their tapes, you can tell or just look at him. Brees Hall's the better player. Don't know why he'd be running with the twos. I'm not reading a ton into it. I, you know, I think Michael Carter still will be the backup. Brees is going to be the one. I mean, you, you may be one of those things, kind of like Jonathan Taylor's rookie year, where, you know, Marlon Mack was the starter at the beginning, 
even though he did tear his Achilles week one, that's not really the point, but he, he would have won the job over time anyway. So we could see something like that where it's pretty even split and Brees towards the middle end of the season is really going to take over. So not reading a ton into Michael Carter running with the ones. Next up, uh, Kenyon Drake was cut by the Raiders. This one's interesting. I'll kind of talk a little bit about it later on in the episode because I got a couple of players on the Raiders who I'm going to talk about that are coming up in the rankings. So that'll affect them. But um, yeah, really good for Josh Jacobs. I don't have him on my list, but this is good. Really solidifies his passing down role. He was really good last year um, down the stretch catching passes. So I like the upside for him like the upside for other pass catchers and the other running backs behind them so it'd be interesting to see where Kenyon Drake ends up maybe you know some of this some running back needy teams like honestly the Falcons could need one um heck send him to Miami they could use another one with their giant committee of 20 running backs so we'll see Elijah Mitchell per reports is on track to return for week one not super surprising He'll still be the unquestioned starter, I think. Trey Sermon, kind of the same thing as last year. He's looked good. People like him. Don't think he's going to be great. Tyrion Davis-Price, we'll see. All these running backs are made of glass, so all of them are going to see play at some point. But Mitchell, he's going to be great. So starting week one, not super concerned. Next up, Gus Edwards is starting up on the PUP. So he will miss... At least four games to start the season. So a lot of Gus Edwards truthers out there upset about this, and I don't blame you. I thought you know that's one of the big one of the big concerns I think with Josh Dobbs or not Josh Dobbs, um, Dobbins, J.K. Dobbins. I could not think of a name, but J.K. Dobbins is the Ravens have shown a little bit of committee that they like to use. They like Gus Edwards a lot. Brought in Mike Davis, so this will this good for Dobbins. Um, I mean, I still obviously have my concerns with him, but at least those four weeks, he's really guaranteed a lot more touches. Um, per Schultz reporting, I don't know who he's reporting for. I should probably look that up and uh, prepare this stuff beforehand, but uh, I'm not going to do that. So, But anyway, they're saying expect a span expanded role for Josh Palmer, which we kind of all expected anyway. I'm... He's a big sleeper for me. I really like his upside this year because I expect Justin Herbert to just even continue taking a step forward. And something I've been kind of thinking about for a while is like as Keenan Allen is getting older and he can't, surely he can't keep up this kind of pace for long. Mike Williams, I expect his role to go up this year even more. And Josh Palmer is going to step up and take a bigger role I think in this offense so don't not really knocking Keenan Allen down but I am expecting to see these guys moving towards eventually taking his place in this offense sooner rather than later and final news that I kind of thought was noteworthy Michael Gallup is not on the PEP so this is really good for Dallas so he he can play in the first four games of the season no guarantee that he I mean, he plays any of those, still coming back from injury, but there is the chance that he actually will return. So good news for Dallas, good news for Michael Gallup owners. Doesn't really affect many of the other Dallas playmakers. Um, we'll expect Jalen Tolbert when he comes in. 
lot of people are super excited about him. And he still could have a really good role because we've seen Dallas support three good wide receivers before. So it'll be interesting. Doesn't really affect CD. Still got the same upside he has had. Jumping into it, the players who are rising up my rankings. These are kind of guys I could see definitely beating the ADP where they're being taken. Um, all of my ADPs I've put on here have been taken from underdog. So there's real money leagues, paid leagues. These are guys who kind of really know what they're talking about, putting you know actual money that they have worked and earned into it. So I like to think they would know what they're doing. Number one rising up on my rankings is Brandon Ayuk, and I get it. There's he, he doesn't seem like a sexy pick going at ADP 69. Uh, 6'10", draft position, wide receiver 34. And I get a lot of the concerns with Trey Lance coming in. You don't really know what the passing game is going to look like with him, but I think we'll see a lot more of the deep passing game when Lance takes over. You're going to see a lot more downfield, Debo. He'll obviously... He will be the preferred target, but Debo should play a little bit more of the flanker role sometimes. He'll take a lot more to the, you know, passes to the line of scrimmage, and Ayuk will be down the field. So he may, he's probably, I'm guessing, will be the preferred deep target for Lance. And the kind of the last two seasons, he's always started out slow. And then mid to late season, that's when he really starts to get the gears turning and he picks up momentum. Let's see, in 20, um, 2021, he started out, you know, he was playing 50%, 60%, 70% of snaps. And then when his production really picked up, that's when he started playing 80, 90, 90, 90, 95% of snaps. And he really took off. Same thing last season. He started out in Shanahan's doghouse for whatever reason. I don't know. 50%, 60% of snaps. And then he started playing 88, 90% of snaps. So, Sometimes, you know, Shanahan is always risky. He's kind of a loose cannon with this kind of stuff. I don't know who he's going to like, who he's not going to like, and then he just never plays that player. But I think I've heard a lot of good things coming out of camp. So I think Ayuk is on track to – he's already building chemistry with Lance. He's on track to kind of start out well out of the gate. I like his ADP at 34. There's some guys I'm going to talk about later on the list that I like more because of – their ADP, and I think could finish higher than him. But things are looking up for Brandon Ayuk. I expect him to be a very solid wide receiver three for your team. Moving on to number two, we have got Christian Kirk. And I'm very excited for Christian Kirk this year. His ADP is 80 overall. He's going in the seventh round as the wide receiver 40. And he was playing well last year with... As you know, playing second, third fiddle sometimes when DeAndre Hopkins was on the field, and he still hasn't been the one because Hollywood Brown was always there for uh, Arizona. So finally, he's getting a chance to step into the number one role, and you could see a lot of concerns. I don't expect the Jaguars' offense to be very good, but Trevor Lawrence should, in theory, take a step forward, and he is the unquestioned wide receiver one on offense. You have Christian Kirk, then Marvin Jones is the second best option, which not knocking Marvin Jones, he was really good, but he is 
an older player. You saw him have good games because Lawrence just hyper-targeted him a lot because he didn't have anybody else to throw to. Well, now Christian Kirk is easily the most talented pass catcher on that offense. And the times he's played with the starters, he's getting a 30% target share. So a lot of this is based on just the volume I think he's going to get. But it's going to be really solid. We've seen him be very efficient. He had 77 catches, 980 yards last season. He's usually scored every season around five, six touchdowns. I don't know how much the touchdown efficiency goes with Jacksonville just because I don't trust the offense, but I trust the volume. And in fantasy football, you're targeting volume. Well, I can't, I mean, he's going to get 25% target share, at least, I think, there when they start. So, really good things on the horizon for Christian Kirk. And going at the wide receiver 40, with the volume that I've talked about, I mean, I easily see him cracking the top 30 with, you know, the potential for touchdowns and the yardage he's going to have. So, yeah, really, really good things for Christian Kirk. Moving on to a guy, there's a lot of controversy about this guy, and I don't, I don't know why. People don't seem to like Gabriel Davis, and I love Gabriel Davis. I've been high on him for a while. He's kind of let me down sometimes. Don't appreciate it, but he's going at ADP is 41 overall, the wide receiver 19, which when I was looking, I was actually really surprised. I'm like, 19? That's spicy, but I get it, and I'm, I'm here for it. He's going in the fourth round. Look, I'm guessing Josh Allen throws 600-plus passes this season, so you're 600 or more targets in the offense. The past two seasons, uh, Stephon Diggs has had 160 targets, so we'll go ahead and say that, mark that down, 160 targets again to Stephon Diggs. So now you've got 440 targets to divide up between the running backs, Gabriel Davis, and Jamison Crowder. I don't see a world where he has less than 100 of those. I mean, my goodness. And he's already shown a nose for the end zone with these guys. You're sitting here. He scored four touchdowns in a playoff game. And I know you can't expect that to continue. But, I mean, he's already in the, re- the preseason, he's already done well. He's a huge target. Um, Josh Allen, already trusts him. Big nose for the end zone. I really like what we could see this season from Gabriel Davis. Wide receiver 19, that probably is the earliest I would draft him. I think you could maybe let him slip a little bit later, but the upside is clearly there, and I'm very excited. Number four, Hunter Renfro. This one this one feels like, like egregiously low. He's one of the wide receiver 42. The guy was fantastic last year, and I look, I know Devontae Adams coming in going to be the wide receiver one and a lot of this I put him on here for two reasons is there's some injury concerns with Darren Waller Waller may not even be ready for week one he was banged up a lot last year and the fact that he's already been banged up in the preseason really concerns me so he's going to be second target in the offense right away he's already got the chemistry with Carr they're going to be in some really high scoring games when you're going up against Patrick Mahomes Russell Wilson Justin Herbert every single week and also Kenyon Drake as I mentioned before he was cut and he was the main pass catching running back so while that's good for Josh Jacobs 
and other guys, it's going to be good for Hunter Renfro because that's just less targets that can get stolen from even there. So wide receiver 42, I, I think he easily, easily will beat that ADP and more than likely crack the top 30. And then the final my guy we're going to talk about is Kenyon, or not Kenyon Drake, Zamir White. I have Kenyon Drake's right, name right underneath it. Zamir White, the rookie from Georgia, who I really liked him coming out of college, just because I'm a big SEC fan. I like SEC running backs. They're always really good. But Kenyon Drake cut. Brandon Bolden right now is ahead of him still in the depth chart. I don't see a world where he doesn't end up passing Brandon Bolden as the number one compliment to Josh Jacobs. So... It's kind of, you never want to draft the handcuff to guys, Alexander Madison, those level guys where if the running back one goes down, they're going to be great. But I, I'm i okay throwing a late flyer to Zamir White. He's a rookie, young, fresh legs, going to be hungry, wants to do really well. And next season he's going to be the starter because I don't think Josh Jacobs is going to return. But... Pass catching potential is available this season, and obviously, you know, if Josh Jacobs does go down, he's going to be great. Like we said, high scoring games, it's going to be efficient. I just, I just like what we could see from Zamir White this season. All right, well, if you enjoyed the episode, uh, give us a like and follow on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We've are recently revamping our revamping our Patreon with the uh, content we're putting out. Um, if you want to see our tier-based rankings, we're going to do Dynasty, Redraft, all that kind of stuff. We're really promoting that. Um, yeah, there's some fun stuff tucked away in those tiers if you guys want to give us a check out. Our Instagram page is blowing up. We could not do, we would not be doing this without you guys' support, so thank you so much. Things have taken off in a way that Josh and I really had no idea it would. I mean, we dreamed it would, but I... I didn't think it would happen this fast, so this is awesome. You guys are amazing, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.